0: This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a
1: drink show. This is your beer liquor and other beverage news for the week of June 22nd, 2019. Can of beaners is ready to buy another brewery. Slipknot
2: is still a thing.
0: Home brewers either love two-hearted or are the biggest trolls in beer.
2: Oh, the Kentuckians are going to fill this one. All this and more on Have a Drink News.
0: Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Fraser. And I'm Christopher Walker. Yeah, let's get into some news. Uh, starting out, Cannabiners, known cannabis drinkable business. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to call them. Uh, <laughs> is uh, looking for some new new acquisitions. I guess Cannabiners on the verge of the next brewery acquisition. Uh, this we're getting from, from Brewbound Lighthouse Strategies, the company behind Cannabiners the and Two Roots line of CBD and THC infused non-alcoholic beverage, is closing in on its new brewery acquisition. <laughs> Speaking to Brewbound CEO and Chairman Michael Hayford, said the company uh, finalized the purchase of craft brew company Great uh, in the Great Lakes region of the U.S. before the end of June. Now, I'm just ready to, ready to speculate wildly about who could be in the Great Lakes region that they're trying to buy. Hmm. Uh, according to, like, yeah, no, Bells. It's going to be Bells. No, 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 it's not. Totally is. According to Hayford, uh, who discussed the company's strategy and outlook on the cannabis space. At Bevnet's Cannabis Forum last week in New York City, the forthcoming acquisition will aid in Lighthouse expansion to Canadian cannabis market when drinkable products will, are permitted for sale later this year. Uh, though he declined to name the uh, declined to name the company or discuss financial terms of the potential deal, Hayford said the brewery's uh, facility is capable of producing 60. Uh, 60,000 and 100,000 barrels of beer annually. So that cuts out uh, Bell's. Bell's is well above that. I mean, they also make... If they're above that, they make below that as well. (laughs) Uh, To date, Lighthouse has acquired two smaller craft breweries. Uh, It bought Helms Brewing Company in San Diego in 2018 and it purchased Dad and Dudes uh,
2: Breweria. In Colorado earlier this year. Uh, no, we're just going to do it on the side. That,
1: that name, is the though.
2: worst brewery name <laughs> on the face of the planet that is terrible. Dad and Dudes, fine.
1: Breweria is where I draw the line. There is.
0: What were they going for there? Because I can't not think of diarrhea.
1: Cha cha cha.
2: Dad and Dudes, I don't know. it... One day a year did that brewery make money on Father's Day? That was it. Otherwise, no one went there because it's the most male-centric place on the planet.
0: Oh yeah,
1: they made lots of money on Mother's Day, right? Anyway, uh, Hayford said we've had a number of acquisitions in the cannabis and craft beer markets. In most cases, it has been a stock transaction. In a couple of cases, it has included cash. <laughs> Sorry, the idea of including cash, of them just going like, here's a big bag of money.
2: That happens
1: we a own, lot. We own you now. No, 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 not briefcase. <laughs> bag. Got dollar bill signs on the bag and everything. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh, in February, the company told BrewBound that it had letters of intent to acquire four craft breweries, including a top 20 privately held a brewery based in California, at least one of those deals fell through. Uh, and the other is on hold according to Hayford who added that his company has been approached by four of the top 10 independent craft, uh, craft breweries, because even though you're in the top 10, you go, yeah, we're not making the, quite the money we were expecting to
2: please buy us four of the top 10. That's kind of crazy.
1: Uh, Four of the top ten global beer producers have also contacted the Lighthouse and said, uh, uh, "He said, and that all of the larger and small craft beer, uh, sorry, smaller beer companies, regardless of craft, have expressed uh, different levels of interest in working together. Big and small alike, all are interested in how to evolve in this new market." He told Brewbound uh, during last week's cannabis forum.
2: Hey, uh, a cannabis forum. I like that. Yeah, can, can we host a cannabis forum around here? Uh,
1: no, I'm just going to have to require a lot of snapping. Going, hey, focus. <laughs> uh, Hayford said that the company recently began discussion of the top ten craft brewery uh, that it didn't see coming. All right, Lagunitas is being sold from Heineken. Into yeah.
2: is that what's happening? Uh, Laguan- Heineken's going to sell Lagunitas to no. Uh,
1: no, they're going to spend a billion dollars to buy Ballast Point. <coughs> oh,
2: God. No. Uh, ballast but- Point is tanking Constellation brands. I don't know if you've seen those latest reports. They're like, no, it's it's really dragging them down because people are sick of the uh, fake fake flavorings they keep pumping in because mm-hmm. everyone's like, no, Sculpin, still solid. Uh, everyone, like the whole industry owes something to Sculpin, not, uh, not so much for the... Uh, the like passion fruit sculpin and pineapple sculpin and
0: they're all very artificial.
2: Yeah, the yeah. uh like I don't know, dog's feet corn chip sculpin and <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, depending on how uh, that top ten purchase pulls, uh turns out, we may add more breweries or uh, may not te- may not need to said uh, he said during a conference uh, as. As it works to refine its strategy, Hayward believes that Lighthouse will settle on a hybrid approach consisting of brewery acquisitions, joint ventures, and partnerships with larger companies and markets uh, where it wishes to distribute its products. So this is kind of interesting, I guess, in the sense that they're either going to buy them up or just, you know, hey, look, we're either going to work with you or we're going to buy you. Take your choice. We're the next big thing. You can... Get in line or get out of the way,
0: I mean that's a logical approach to have for a business, but yeah it's well,
2: I like the uh the bit there about uh, green flash. They're already uh talked to green flash uh, about uh taking up some of their capacity that they're not using for anything because guess what green flash they is
1: don't own wrong. their they don't own their capacity,
2: yeah, yeah they're on hard times over there. So they're able to contract in and use uh, fifty thousand barrels of their production capacity.
1: Was Green Flash listed as the top ten brewery? Because if that's the case, no. then this then that's all wrong. That's well, I would say that's who's getting bought. That's true. No,
2: it was not Green Flash.
0: Although I don't even know if that would, if that would do. It. I, don't, I don't. They're probably like, Ugh. like I feel like Green Green Flash just has this like this thing about they them had at this ter- point you know? they had
1: terrible can art and bottle art and they couldn't run their business look I'm sorry but they're going down
2: yeah uh, it's kind of creepy and uh, like a bad relationship like high school relationship when you look at some of the quotes uh, it's tough to question we would like to be more intimate and long term we will see what the future holds those are <laughs> all comments uh, directed about the relationship between the lighthouse and green flash
1: uh be more intimate and see what the future holds uh that I that feel really like sounds like a breakup. I was gonna say well I guess like that, that feels a very that's what she said kind of line there.
2: That that's a very uh have already picked another horse out of the stable kind of
1: what the future holds a dick. <laughs> <coughs> May not be green flashes.
0: <coughs> Definitely not green flashes. Uh,
1: all right. Well. Uh, now for something completely different. Yeah. Now <laughs> for something completely different. Uh, what Slipknot got to say about that?
2: Um. I was gonna. I was gonna say some Slipknot lyrics, but I couldn't remember I, any I know, off I the top of my head. Where my head went, and I was like, oh, <laughs> Nor wait, could
1: uh, anyone else in the modern day.
2: I don't know. It's not. 2003, so I can't think of any Slipknot lyrics. Uh, Iowa is the home of many things, politicians eating corn dogs, uh, the world's largest wood nickel, and the future birthplace of James T. Kirk. It is also the home of a lot of corn, some of which becomes authentic Iowa whiskey, and the heavy metal band Slipknot. You might have heard them uh, comprised of nine members currently... Wearing freaky face masks, Slipknot has a playlists playlist with such songs as, you guessed it, Iowa. I was <clears throat> from the 2001 album, Iowa. I was I was gonna start
1: like guessing randomly wrong bands, like <coughs> yeah, Slipknot. They got down with a sickness, right? No, okay. To okay, be fair, that ner- is
2: one of their uh, best in. albums. Never,
1: never mind. they they're they're gonna go far, kid.
2: Iowa might be no? their no, best album, in my opinion. Uh, this is worthwhile trivia, trust me, because Tuesday the band from Des Moines announced it would release its own whiskey from Iowa's own Cedar Ridge Distillery called Number 9 Whiskey. Number 9? Yes. Number 9? Nine. Number 9. and Cedar Ridge Distillery, two groups of people born and raised in Iowa, are committed to quality and hard work. <laughs> we collaborated on Number 9 Whiskey, which in addition to Iowa corn, gets some extra spice from its rye content. I hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Live life and always be safe, said Slipknot percussionist and founding member Sean the Clown. (coughs) Number 9 Iowa Whiskey will come in two varieties. Uh, Number 9 Iowa Whiskey, which will retail for $40, and Number 9 Reserve Iowa Whiskey, which will retail for $70, according to the official website. Both are sweet and spicy, thanks to higher corn and rye mash bills and both are bottled at higher proofs for added complexity, uh, 90 and 99 proof, respectively. Ugh. Oh, God. <clears throat> uh, I, then again, I joked recently that I, like, had I
1: gotten too used to like 99 and 100 proof. Mm. Well, but- Cedar
2: Ridge itself is Esquire, where we grabbed this story. It's Esquire's favorite distillery in the great state of Iowa, thanks in part to its dedication to using Iowa-grown corn from its Iowa family farm. Slipknot's number nine Iowa whiskey won't be available until August 10th in all 50 states. Really specific date. <laughs> the release date corresponds with Slipknot's Des Moines stop on its Knotfest roadshow tour, although bottles will be available ahead of time along the tour route. So if you're really wanting to bottle of this, just hook up at a Slipknot concert beforehand and you'll be able to grab a bottle, but Good. I don't know anyone that's going to be that uh, that into getting a bottle that quick. I
1: don't. Or that into going to a Slipknot concert.
2: Well. I tried uh, in high school, and they canceled the show, so I never got to see them live. Well, they'll
1: cancel the whole tour and the whiskey.
2: it's hey, my guess. We weren't, uh, we weren't that lucky then. We won't be that lucky now. <laughs> uh, for the record, Clown told Forbes he drinks his whiskey in a small glass with a couple of ice cubes, ideally on his houseboat. I just about threw something at your screen with a couple ice cubes. Screw you! No, no. You're wrong. What I take from that is it's Des Moines in a houseboat. (laughs) I do not picture a luxury houseboat. I picture he lives on a houseboat. It is like a Leon Phelps houseboat. (laughs) <laughs> like a 1970s houseboat that has not been updated. What if he, in fact... That it's a sad, pathetic thing. Yeah,
1: but uh, how about if he lived in a van down by the river? <laughs> Sorry, I tried to run, like, SNL bits together and doing Chris Farley and Tim Meadows at the same time. I don't think they were on the SNL at the same... Well, yeah, no. they, were. they were. They were, yeah. It
2: could only have been more tragic, Bob, if... Uh, Tim Meadows is dead. God, I don't think about that ever. Clown, let's, let's
1: hope that day never comes. Tim Meadows needs to be immortal.
2: Yeah. Clown might be the very first heavy metal rocker to blend his own whiskey, they said. Uh, the Slipknot's whiskey comes on the heels of other hard-rocking spirits like Metallica's Blackened Whiskey and Slayer's collaboration with Jaegermeister.
1: <coughs> well, and... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, that old dude, sixties signs, Bob yeah. Dylan. He got that new whiskey. Well, we we saw it today. I was gonna
0: say Bob Miller, and now I don't know where that Bob came Miller. from.
1: The Bob Miller band.
2: That that's exactly where that came from. Um, you're you're on a different level than the rest of like us. But like, the
0: more important question is: Do we really consider Slipknot heavy metal? Like, is that a?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're.
0: I'm sorry. What?
2: They're still on the uh, the metal there.
1: It, on the Mohs scale of hardness, I think they're at least like a seven.
2: To the standard folk, yes, that is okay. It's very much heavy. If
1: metal. if on the one hand you have Mumford and Sons as a one, yeah,
2: I don't know what that is.
1: It's a band of like they they make like basically the same song like twelve songs on an album. Look,
2: wow. look, we're not talking about modern modern music and how it sucks. Kids today don't.
1: Kids today with their hippity hop and their baggity pants. What are we we talking about?
0: We are actually going to be talking about, well, two hearted, I guess. Um,
1: Oh, the best beer in America? (laughs)
0: Uh, So, America's best beers, according to homebrewers. Important note.
2: According to the Homebrewers Association.
1: I keep getting emails from them saying, like, hey, you could join us again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
1: And I'm like, nah. <sighs> Can't do no dog.
0: Uh the Homebrewers the Asso- American Home Brewers Association. Sorry. Uh Zimergy, Is that how you did we say did we decide that's how you say that? Zimmergy. Is that a, okay? Uh magazine released its best beers in America results this week, showing members' favorite beers commercially available in the US. Of the twenty five that made the list, twenty beers came from small and independent craft brewers. Uh Bell's Brewery to Bell's Breweries about the S's. Two-hearted Ale is ranked number one for the third consecutive year.
1: <laughs> I thought it was two. I was like, "Wait, have they done it three years in a row?" Yeah, really. They've the done hat it trick. Much more than that. Well, no. Like Pliny was before them. Before that.
0: <laughs> he needs a Michigan flag gift. Yeah, you do actually. Uh, sorry, distracted by chat. So Bell's Pop Slam also placed at number seven, and then Bell's Brewery as a whole was named top brewery. <laughs> um casey is fuming casey, casey somewhere Casey dies somewhere uh like he
1: he hasn't seen the story he's just sitting somewhere going i don't know why i'm mad <laughs> something but wrong. i'm angry
0: yeah <laughs> so they have ties on here which they had they've done before yeah. they had, i there remember this being a thing ties. last year yeah. yeah uh so obviously the first is bell's two-hearted ale mm-hmm. then you've got um pliny the elder right also kind of expected uh sierra nevada's pale ale I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, See, but the if Pliny's
2: you're, the one thing on it, so most of these beers, or at least like the top five, extremely attainable beers. Yeah. With the exception of Pliny. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Which I mean but I mean that it also makes complete sense as to why it's like, ranked s- where it is.
1: Yeah, like Sierra Nevada's pale ale though is just kind of like that's just there. And I'm like it's everywhere. Okay. You you Yeah, you know, you're like Well, okay, I guess I'll drink it.
0: Um and then Founders KBS. Number four
1: we we came up with a term with that for today Chris it's not a it's not a whale anymore it's a marlin It's a marlin <laughs> sure easier to
2: catch but still big fish fair much fair. easier to catch than a whale, but still still a big one.
0: uh number five interesting the alchemist's heady topper
2: yes toppy header
0: don't say that right now because I'm just like wait what is that correct <laughs> um. Then uh, Canadian Breakfast Stout from Founders is number six.
2: Look, again, attainable. Still plenty of bottles yeah. of that. I just, I just
0: think it's interesting, the rankings on the Founders stuff, honestly. No. Uh, and then, so the number seven is where we have our first tie. So we've got um, a tie between Founders All, All Day IPA and Bell's Hop Slam, which so to me, those are very different news to go down.
1: One is like a very sessionable... Kind of like, you know, I'm drinking you know, a bunch yeah. of these today. All day. They, yeah. And then the other, you come out and slam if you want to jam. <laughs> come on. So jam. when we were at and
0: his, um, his sister's last weekend, whenever it was, I got, they, they had big, the big tall cans of um, Founders All Day IPA. And I went through one of those and it was just fantastic. It was just like the thing to do.
1: See, they sell whole cases of Two-Hearted, and we had some the other day at my uh, uh, usual D&D game. It was Hmm. a couple weeks ago, and we just went, well, okay.
2: What else is uh, cresting this list? Yeah, so
1: I'm going to
0: go just quick, quickly. So um, so we have another tie here, so that's at number nine. Um, We've got Founders Regular Breakfast Stout tied with Weldworks Juicy Bits. Which is a great name,
1: um, juicy bits, <laughs> juicy bits.
0: Then at number eleven we've got the Cigar City High Lye High Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah.
2: that that seems high for High Lye. It's yeah. I think it's because they're increased distribution. Yeah, recently. yeah, because
0: now they're like definitely everywhere now.
2: They're nearly nationwide um, at this
0: point. Tied for number twelve we Donald have Coco, the Treehouse Julius, and Three Floyd's Zombie Dust. Uh, uh, number 14 left-hand milk stout nitro that's just going to be on every list ever for all the time i think um, number 15 Deschutes fresh squeeze IPA uh, tied for number 16 is the Sierra Nevada oh my god Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale which is their
2: everyone loves Christmas Celebration one. Ale since the beginning of time because they said hey everyone does these big spicy yeah and they like nah. for the holidays and they said we're going to do a wet hop they that? went they
1: they decided to celebrate good times. <laughs> Come on. Woo hoo. Uh and <laughs> Do-do. <laughs> Do-do. tied
0: Do-do. with the celebration ale, interestingly enough, is dragon's milk from New Holland. Now none of the variants, it's the original just
1: dragon's milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since they're tied, you've got to cuvee them together. That's oh. her, that's my new rule for this list.
0: Ew. Ew, that'd be sick.
1: Oh, I don't doubt it. So,
0: I mean, some of these could work to do that with, but like not that
1: one. No, let's pour some all day IPA and some hop slam in the same can. No, I good. think
0: that might be good.
1: No, nope. <laughs> I feel like it would be a nightmare.
0: But a, but less of a nightmare than Dragon's Milk with the <laughs> Celebration Ale. No,
1: no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, um, all right. That's that's that, that, that's curling that's my a, toes. That's a patron episode right there. <gasps> Bob, Ooh, no. Bob drinks terrible cuvées. I'll help. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll help. You just need to go to more like beer fests and things with me. Oh, more geez. releases.
0: Okay, so next up on the list, tied for number 18, we have Lawson's Finest Liquids Sip of Sunshine. Yep. Uh, I read that funny. Uh, <laughs> we also have Boulevard's Tank 7 Farmhouse Ale. Yep. Which is like the only farmhouse on the list, which is interesting. Uh, number 20, Goose Island, Bourbon County Stout, obviously.
1: It's 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 low for Goose Island, what do you think it, about it? It really like... is.
0: I really, I, I thought that should be higher up. But uh, tied for 21, we have Allagash, White, and the Alchemist, uh, Focal Banger. Really have to all enunciate that, on that one.
2: All that really dings. Like that's, yeah, all makes sense. It's on point.
0: Uh, number Tied for number 24, we have Odell IPA. Don't know what that is. And Russian River's Blind Pig IPA.
1: Sorry, Odell. Isn't that like a butter? It's another West Coast brewery. I feel like there's like a butter. Like like a movie popcorn butter or something. Oh, I have no idea. But Mm. now all I'm thinking of is just like a very diacetyl IPA.
2: Ew. Yeah, Yeah, no. I think you're thinking of horrible. I'll drink. As in Redenbacher. Maybe.
1: But I'm just saying like, I'll drink like an IPA mixed with dragon smoke. I will not drink a buttery IPA. Oh, God. There's where I draw my wrong. line. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so that's the list this year. I think, I don't know, there's a few surprises, but for the most part, a lot of it's on point.
2: It all makes sense, and I really think that the Homebrewers Association is just screwing with everyone now, where they're like, no, we're all decided that Two-Hearted is great, but should we keep making it the like voted best <laughs> beer in the country? Too-hearted and then they is- all looked around and went, yeah no, let's keep doing it.
1: two hearted is good. okay so so I talked with Casey about this at one point part of the problem a part of the problem might come from the fact of the way they do their their rankings because like everyone may have their number one beer be different mm-hmm. but their number two or three beer may be like two hearted yeah or at least enough of so them like, are just, yeah. so like the way that it gets weighted it's just like that that becomes whatever uh but you know. It's still too hard. It's a really solid IPA. I, mean, I, 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 I do joke that, oh, it's the best beer in America.
2: Probably not, but yeah. it's
1: it's still real good, and it's available mostly everywhere.
2: Oh, I still like to think it's slightly malicious. They're all sitting around in a conference room somewhere. I think they just really are mad it. at
1: Pliny because it's not more available.
0: <laughs> oh, Pliny the Elder, yeah. Pliny, yes. Um, I think it's it basically, to me, it's analogous to the uh, the... Sam Adams and the craft being considered craft
2: beer.
0: Oh, like, they're like, no, no, no. We're just going of, we just got to adjust this. This so is how it, it works now. They're
2: just like, look, the definition of craft beer will always include Sam Adams and Yingling, and Bell's Too Harder will always be voted the number one craft beer. It in the wasn't country. until we started the
1: podcast.
2: I feel like if we stopped podcasting, <laughs> next story. So we are in Kentucky being haunted again. Uh, we've had another bourbon warehouse collapse. This time, 4,000 barrels were lost. We don't cry over spilled milk, but bourbon is another story. During I feel bad morning, that I'm laughing still. During an early morning thunderstorm on Monday, June 17th, 2019, the OZ Tyler Distillery in Owensboro, Kentucky, suffered a partial collapse of its rick house. Luckily, no one was hurt. However, Master Distiller Jacob Call reported that 4,000 barrels of bourbon were affected by the collapse. The warehouse holds up to 20,000 barrels total. At press time, it's unknown whether the thunderstorm caused the collapse. Uh, Call says engineers will be inspecting the building to determine the cause. This is the second bourbon warehouse to topple in the last year. In June of 2018, the Barton 1792 distillery warehouse gave way. Two weeks later, the other half came down, damaging a total of 18,000 barrels and leaking into nearby streams. So this one we have an making update. lots
1: of drunk fish,
2: yeah, and a lot of dead fish actually. Drunk so fish. We have an update on this story. So they God have I a recovery underway uh, going on. Owensboro, Kentucky distillery says efforts to are underway to recover thousands of barrels of bourbon at a massive storage warehouse that is partially collapsed during a thunderstorm. That so was the Tyler Distillery at Owensboro said a section of the warehouse has been successfully deconstructed. And the painstaking process of recovering barrels is moving ahead as part of an overall plan to eventually take down the entire building. <laughs> they say called the a rickhouse.
1: Good. I'm glad they called. I'm glad they called uh, um, Prairie artisanales to help them deconstruct it.
2: They're saying that the warehouse cannot be salvaged. Uh, they are very pleased with the progress moving into the weekend and realize it will take some time to remove all barrels from the site. But our first concern is priority. To safety," said uh, Master Stiller "Jacob Call, uh, the deconstruction plans call for a controlled collapse of the entire warehouse at some point. No one was injured when part of the rickhouse collapsed early Monday. The distillery, uh, from the distillery, they said minimal leakage of bourbon has been reported. They said 19,400 barrels were oh. aging in the warehouse, including about 4,500 barrels in the storm." damage section
1: so because i have no way to respond to tragedy other than dumb jokes all i kept thinking during that whole thing was it's a wreck house it's mighty mighty please stop falling down
2: yeah uh it hurts to have a year late almost a year to the day like wait what was monday uh, the, uh, oh, almost to the day. Monday was the 17th. So last year on the 18th was when we had the collapse. Wow. It's almost a year to the day. Wow.
1: Yeah, and that's... Oh, that That bourbon could have gone to a good home.
2: It, it could have. Like me. How, how much does that hurt our... There's a barrel of bourbon for every Kentuckian. Was, was I mean, much? there's still... Look, you don't understand how quickly we're fleeing this state. Was that my? Was that one of my barrels that that went down?
1: Knowing my luck, it was one of mine. <laughs> it's fine. You all may drink, so that I may be sad.
2: Wait, no. <laughs> no. All right. Uh,
0: Speaking you, of
1: sad, what does well, <laughs> Corona News have? I was gonna say, cheer us up.
0: <laughs> so Corona ditches six-pack rings for stackable cans.
1: Good. Say. Save the what animal uh, I know fish, the, but like what's the, the like the ducks and what ducks? Yeah. That was the first thing I thought of, and I went like that can't be right, I'm just dumb.
0: Uh, so Corona announced a new packaging design that ditches plastic six pack rings for a more eco friendly option stackable interlocking cans. The design, which was created in collaboration with advertising agency Leo Burnett, uh, earned an award at the Cans. Uh, Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity in France, so I guess that's Cannes, not Cannes, sorry, on Monday, uh, Mexico News Daily reports. Um, The interlocking feature is part of a company effort to use plastic-free packaging. According to Anheuser-Busch InBev, uh, Marketing Vice President Carlos Renero, the beverage industry generates over 15 million tons of plastic each year in packaging. Ew. With yeah. threat, which threatens sea life, as we discussed. Um, although Corona brands, or Corona, produced for the U.S. market, is owned by Constellation Brands, it's produced domestically in Mexico by Grupo Modelo, which is owned by AB InBev, of course. Mm, right. Um, many companies have made similar forays into eco-friendly packaging, but use materials that can also create waste guinness moved to biodegradable cardboard in april 2019 cardboard rings just says biodegradable cardboard so i don't know Uh, okay i guess just like the the uh, cases that the it comes in or something uh carlsberg switched to a recyclable glue in september 2018 yeah i remember about that because it's it's
1: like you know like that little like dollop of glue you put in between you just like stick it together you're like all right whatever go i mean i
0: guess that's been working out um and then November 2018, Corona tested plant-based packaging, which I assume would probably be one of the first things you'd you'd go to. Um, that's pretty Look, common. Look, if
1: it's still roughly as tough as plastic, then yeah. you're still strangling ducks.
0: True. But I mean, I guess plastic, the, the thing with plastic is that it never goes away, whereas it's the other true. stuff is like biodegradable.
1: or. So it dissolves around the duck's corpse.
0: Look, I'm just trying to make... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It says, the new innovation eliminates packaging completely. Ha. Ah, okay. It redesigns the can itself so that the bottom of each can screws into the top of another, oh. allowing Corona drinkers to create a tower that can be stacked up to
1: 10 cans high. Hey, you know what the best part of this is? Drinking game? There's no glass in your Corona. Ah. <laughs> um.
0: Yes, yeah, so uh, currently the packaging is being run as a pilot project in Mexico, but the company has plans to expand globally wherever Corona is available. I think this is a cool idea, honestly.
1: I, look, I'm actually all for making better environmentally like friendlier yeah. things. Uh, I I just, I was making jokes. So I'm like, oh. It's, it's could... never
0: going to be a, a free Constellation Brands what? thing. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, true. But
1: also <laughs> when you said like, oh, it's better than uh you cut it before you throw it out yes no i always captain planet taught me many things <laughs> one of them was reduce reuse recycle and the other was don't kill with ducks uh but if uh fish or turtles also true uh it, it, what did we use what in the 50s what did we use for six packs did we have six packs then Mm, I don't know we didn't have pop tabs I know that because you had to have a key and you had right. to open it no church weird, keys yeah I uh, have no
0: idea then I what, mean whatever we use it's probably still floating in the ocean right I, now I'm sure <laughs> I'm
1: sure uh, but I'm just saying like I, I just wonder what, what the option was before that because as you were reading I was like what did we use like metal rings before that, that'll that never get out you think plastic is forever Wait till you forge a metal ring to keep your can It'll just rust, <laughs>
0: but that's about it.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a little bit rusted. It's still here.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but, no, I, I I, I am actually all for trying to find a, a better, more environmentally friendly mm. option for everything. Don't you lie to me. <laughs> I'm not. Chris, why do you hate ducks? <laughs> I don't well, hate ducks. Well, okay, okay, in fairness... Well,
0: they ducks are, are assholes.
1: They, they are they are kind of the worst of of the bird kingdom. No, not kingdom, but the bird family. It's
0: a kingdom. You know damn well it's a
1: kingdom. <laughs> it is, is a kingdom. A king. And it it it's a run kingdom. by pigeons. <laughs> As a, it is a kingdom. It's ran by ducks, and they believe in prima nocta. Anyway, let's move on to Egyptian beer. <laughs> <laughs> this took a weird turn, and if you know what I'm talking about, it's just... Speaking of ducks. Scientists resurrected ancient Egyptian beer. Uh... A team of uh, microbiologists, archaeologists, and crazy beer makers recently recreated uh, ancient Egyptian beer yeast. uh so same Calvioni, right? From, it should be. Uh, they recent, uh, recently recreated ancient Egyptian beer using yeast found 5,000 years ago in pottery vessels. Hmm. Uh, the Times of Israel reports. Uh, the study was led by Dr. Rowan... Oh, pardon... Rowan Hazen, uh, microbiologist at uh, Hebrew University Institute of Dental Science and School of Dental
2: Medicine, what the
1: actual hell?
2: Probably with the skill to remove the uh, (coughs) the remaining traces of the yeast from the pottery. Hmm. So it's not going to be liquid in those pots. It's just going to be whatever stuck to the sides of. Of a mummified tooth? <laughs> no, it's stuck to the sides of 5,000-year-old pottery.
1: But where does dentistry come in? Because
2: he's able to scrape it off. Uh. Scrape it and just it, none of the pottery. Ah. He can scrape samples of the yeast off. Okay. Well, it's along with his
1: colleague Michael Kluenstein and former Jerusalem brewmaster uh, Aita Gutman. Uh the project has ex- then expanded to include archaeologists and biologists from Hebrew University, at the uh, Israel Antiquities Authority, and Tel Aviv University and Bar Ilan uh, University. The team of scientists used pottery shards uh, shards uh, to, uh, found in four Holy Land sites to isolate and propagate six ancient yeast strange strains. Uh, then brew a beer similar what Egyptians may have been drinking thousands of years ago. So,
2: I'm so proud of this article for saying sherds. instead of shards? But there is only one exception to that rule when you're talking about Egyptology. Uh, Egyptologists are allowed to say shards man, instead of sherds.
0: Look, e- they tried.
2: <laughs> okay, I want to p-
1: quick sidebar before we get too deep into this. Real nerdy sidebar
2: side here. But...
1: <laughs> Can we get into how much I hate the fact that Egypt has its own Egyptology?
2: Oh no, everyone does. It's just so snooty and full of itself that they, that they decided that because it had been uh, Egyptology had been going on long before archaeology or antiquarianism became a thing. So, since it was the great-grandfather of it all, they got to go, look, we've been saying shards forever and doing it this way, so we get to keep doing it this way. And the rest of the scientific community said, well, that's not how things work, and that's not the best definitions for these things. And they said, it's tough crap, this is how we're going to do it. It's like, tough. <laughs> they, that's when they said, tough tootin' commons. <laughs> Basically, they said, fine, you're your own thing, the rest of everything else is its own thing, the and rest- we're- the rest gonna
1: of us are on. going to do actual science, <laughs> and you're going to just sit there and talking rob. about Egypt and rob graves. Yeah, uh,
0: They're just like, fine, you can be queen of the north.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. So, okay, <laughs> aside done.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, where was that? Uh, their analysis shows that one yeast strain is in the same family as yeast currently used in African beer production, particularly those brewed in... Uh, sorghum malt, an ingredient that w- would have—they're hmm? using sorghum, sorghum <coughs> malt, sorghum malt, an ingredient that would have been used in ancient <laughs> beer making. Another yeast strain uh, from the remains was uh, Saccharomyces cervezae, uh, cervezae, uh the popular strand used for beer, wine, and bread today. So, if you're you're brewing beer and you just throw in some. Uh, some uh, uh, baking
2: yeast, so it's like bread yeast. I guess that counts too. Pretty much, that's kind of what they what they found. Who would have thought that what they Pruno. found? Pruno. Yeah. Uh, oh God no. <laughs> oh. patron, patron exclusive
1: episode. Bob will drink Pruno. Uh, It was fun for us to work for a change in such a multidisciplinary environment of biologists, archaeologists, and crazy beer makers, has been told Israeli newspaper. Archaeologist Dr. Uh, Yizak Paz of the uh, Israel Antiquities Authority says it's the first time living yeast has been extracted, identified, and recreated from ancient
2: pottery (laughs) vessels. (coughs) Sure. Yeah, no, no, that is actually not the case. It's no. As uh, Dogfish Head has taught us, <laughs> Sam Calgione went to Egypt on an amazing expedition, the likes no one has been seen, and found the Ark of the Covenant and, and uh, managed to kill no one rival has, brewers.
1: No, no one has seen the likes of until he did it again in China and found older beer.
2: <laughs> yeah, until Sam keeps going around the world going, Be- we found older, older yeast, let's make an older beer.
1: Because Egypt... Not everything started with you. Mm. Uh, yeah, but that's actually pretty cool. I I, I, I always love weird ancient beer recreation, yeah. and I still to this day want to find the, the – <laughs> this is not ancient Egyptian, but I still want to find the George Washington beer recipe
2: mm. and make it for my own. That would be fantastic, and I still wonder about, I've uh, never got to try what Budweiser put out based off of
1: yeah. it's probably not
2: good. the Washington recipe. But I think that's going to wrap up news. I think so. Yes.
0: Uh, we'd like to remind everyone, this is our news-only show, of course. We do a weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow
1: where Bob will drink whatever you want for a dollar.
0: <laughs> uh, so we will see you guys again next time. Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm
2: Justin Frazier. And I'm a Christopher Walker. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, you did... Uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Yeah. Good boy, you're